BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I'm fighting a cold. Does it sound like it or do I seem okay? I've heard you sound more nasally on the pod when you were sick than you do right now. I feel like you have this great detection for it. Like you can always. Oh, 100%. I always know. I think you more than most people in my life can tell. <laughs> I, I talk to you regularly, so I hear your voice probably more than most people. Yeah. I know. I if it's if it gets too bad for production for recording, let me know. But it's that time of year, and it's like I mean, I got a lot of liability with kids. It's yeah, like I'm the one bring in the germs. Yeah, well, it's like I might as well be the one rolling around and licking the floor at daycare and school and every public bathroom and stair railing and everything else. But I love like people always are anytime you get sick, you hate it. Anytime you get a cold, you hate it. It just like and if you have it when you're traveling, it's bad. A cold is still like low level. It's it's a misdemeanor in the world of illnesses. <laughs> We're Stomach sure. virus is when you start getting into like serious crime. COVID's still shitty out here, right? Like I think that it's not the getting people out of here. COVID it's stepped on, right? Right, like it is mm-hmm. it, it it is fifth generation COVID at this point, but it's still like a bad week if you yeah. get it these days. But um, here's what happens though: is like if you if you turn up with covid tomorrow morning and i hope that you don't mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if you're like not feeling good you take Same, a COVID by the te- way. you take thank you <laughs> you take a covid test uh tomorrow morning and it tests positive your first reaction is going to be who did this to me who gave yes. me this who do i blame for this who am i mad at somebody made me get sick yeah yeah you nasty people out here ridiculous. coughing in each it's other's so mouth stupid yes it's so dumb <laughs> Yeah, And I, I have caught myself doing it for the last 12 years where I'll be like, one of the kids gets sick and I'm like, darn it, that's going to be me in like 24 to 48 hours. You, you, go to, you, re, you resort to your usual, damn it, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember the first time it happened, Grace was, uh, my 12-year-old daughter was uh, uh, maybe one or something like that. And... Maybe less. I don't know. And uh, she had a stomach virus. And I was like, hmm, I guess I'm probably going to get that, aren't I? 
And it was one of those things like sometimes you wake up sick, sometimes you don't notice it. Other times it's like it hits you. You just like, whoa, all of a sudden, whoa, what happened? And it was like that. I was just like, you know, lounging on the couch later that day, eating some ice cream. And I was like, I was like uh, Carl Lewis. I was like, uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Campy. Yes. Play it again. Tickle, oh, tickle Russ. Tickle Russ with it. Uh-oh. He likes it. Thank you, Carl, for that wonderful drop. I've, I've had that happen to me before, though. Like with the with the flu, where like it comes in the house, and I'm like, maybe I'll avoid it. Maybe I'll avoid it, and then. You know, you'll be at work and you stand up from your desk and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. That happened to me one time at, I was covering a Dolphins game and it must've been a later game because it was at night, whatever, maybe an afternoon, it was later afternoon game or something because I remember it was at night and I stood up from my desk to go, uh, while I was, I had just finished writing something and I was going to write some more stuff and I stood up from my seat in the press box and went to go get a, a water or something. As soon as I stood up, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun with that. I'm glad you found a new toy, Campy. <laughs> but it just all of a sudden just hits you like a wave, and you're like, oh, no. I yeah. I better drive home now while I still can. I'm going to finish this work at home. So do you, because we live in a time now, it's about to be 2024, which is crazy to say, but we're about to be four years removed from COVID. Right. Um, Because it feels like that happened yesterday. And masks are like still kind of a thing. And I think they're more here today than they were prior to COVID. And I think it's a pretty good idea. I think we talked about this when COVID first started. Like, we should have been doing this before. Right. Where you have the flu or you feel like you have a cough or you try not to get it. Where it's like, I'm going to put on a mask because I don't know y'all like that. It is an easy way to limit your risk. I mean, I don't want to like live scared and live wearing a mask all the time but during cold and flu season if you're going to be in the airports i don't know that might be a good idea i i feel like it's not going to matter for me having kids like no no your kids are just you're cooked the kids are like just little vacuums for all this illnesses and then it's in your house whether you, you want to or not it's like it's like i'm out here pursuing all these illnesses without even trying to like i got my people working on it like i'm here being careful and using hand sanitizer and I could be, I could be living my entire life outside the house wearing a mask, Russ. And it wouldn't matter because I got my little agents out there, my little minions out there trying to see whatever they can get. You know, you're, you, when the kids are really little, when they're like three, you take them into a bathroom or something, a public bathroom before you can say, Hey, don't touch anything. They got, they're down to, they get their elbow deep into the trash can. Jeez. Like, oh, I thought I saw a Skittle. And and you were gonna do what with it? Eat it out of the trash can. Yeah. I I'm big on we have immune systems, right? And like sometimes like your body needs to fight stuff off to keep you healthy and all that, right? So I I'm with you there. I do think the all right, I feel like I got a little something, a little tickle, or I'm sneezing a little bit. I want to not put that on anybody else. I'll wear the mask to keep the people I'm around, especially if you work around people safe. And I don't mind looking like a weirdo because y'all will thank me when you're not (laughs) coughing and sneezing in two days. Yeah, that's true. Yes. I also am like, 
shooting a mouse with an elephant gun when this happens to me. Like when I start to get the first tickle, I'm like, get where's the NyQuil? Where's the Theraflu? Where's I'm the chicken you. soup? Where's the we saltines? We get rid of this shit right as now. If like, as if like saltines are some kind of medicine. <laughs> they are. Like, bring it all. Let's go. It's all Gatorades. Ginger ale. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The worst part is the cough drops because I'm not a big hard candy person. So when you have too much hard candy, your teeth just feel coated by it. So then when you're just basically, you know, popping, uh, popping Ricola, like it's Skittles or something like I'm brushing my teeth. that feels like four or five times a day, just so that my teeth don't feel weird. See, I'm a big cough drop guy. Like I, sometimes I'm looking for something sweet. That's not like candy. I pop a cough drop in. What? Yo. All right. Yeah, I don't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Can't be. Stop this. Hold on. We need to. We need to maybe intervene here. You're <laughs> popping like a recreational cough drop. Yes. Because you just like the flavor. Yeah, the lemon honey joints busting. <laughs> That's the crazy. I've never heard of that. I mean, if there's going to be a flavor that you're going to the do lemon that honey with, it is the lemon honey. I don't know, man. Though. That's like, funny because yeah. I go the opposite. Like I will try when I need, actually do need a cough drop. I will try to use something else instead, like an Altoid and see if that just works well enough. What? Because it doesn't, it doesn't destroy the inside of my mouth like cough drops do and destroy my taste buds and things like that. But you, I, when you said, I laughed in my head when you said I'm a big cough drop guy, because A, who says that? And B, <laughs> I, I actually know that you are though, because you were the one that, Turned me on to these Vicks. Yeah, the Vicks. Uh, Apo Menthol. Cool, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they're they very good. Not to do a commercial for Vicks oh. cough drops here, but like if anyone should be, it should, maybe it shouldn't be you. Maybe you shouldn't be in the commercial being like, take them even if you're not sick. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, is, thing, Russ is on there watching a movie, just eating them like right. popcorn. I'll give you. These are good. Yes, honestly. Like, I'll give you an example. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say it's like a 1045, 11 p.m. I don't want to snack on anything. I don't want, I don't like consuming candy, all that unnecessary sugar. But it's like, all right, what gives me a sweeter sensation that's not candy or a dessert or something like that? And it's like, oh, I got some some lemon honey cough drops up on the shelf. Pop three of those in. I'm good. Three? Yeah, I, yeah, there's no medicine in there. It's not like I'm, it's, it's not like I'm getting hot. I mean, I would just never. I just wouldn't. It's a little mental. No. Right. I just, I guess I just wouldn't. I guess when I think of those, I only think of them one at a time. So I don't know that I've ever had like three of them in my mouth at a time. Cough what? drops. Scientists have spent all this time and effort trying to make medicine taste like candy. And what Russ has wanted all along is for the candy to take more, taste more like medicine. No. Cause here's my thing, Doug. It's not like cough drops don't taste like NyQuil and all that stuff. Cough drops actually taste kind of good, and there's no medicine in there. There's literally there's literally zero medicine in cough drops. It's just a little bit of menthol. Like, would you prefer any medicine to be in hard candy form? Uh, well, I don't like. You shouldn't taste medicine, right? Like, that's the the goal, right? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, well, NyQuil comes in pills now. Mm-hmm. Pepto, Pepto hard candy. Yeah, Pepto doesn't really taste That'd be great. Rough. But if it got the job done, maybe Pepto. So even with something like lame like Tums, like we grew up 
with the OG Tums where it's just really Chalk. chalky and, you know, to help out your stomach, you're going to have to, you know, cough for a while and choke because those things are so dry. But mm. now they have like the shells on them, like they're more like candy, like almost like a Skittles type shell on them. So you chew it still? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, they have the chewables. My dad is a chewables tongue guy now. When's the last time you had liquid NyQuil? Like the little cup of it. Uh, I usually take the capsules when I need it. So NyQuil, uh, NyQuil is my go-to when I have a cold. But I, but, but both of them are problematic for me because I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like this for everyone, but night the NyQuil, no matter what form I take it in, give a gives me like completely insane dreams, and B, I wake up feeling hungover no matter what, and the DayQuil gives me like ADHD symptoms, like makes it hard for me to focus on anything. It speeds up everything in my mind and I can't pay attention very well. And I'm not, I don't have ADHD. I'm not normally like that. I'm usually very able to focus. Um, so I, so I don't want to take those things, but the second there's a whiff of a cold, I'm on it with the, with those capsules. But when is the last time that you took uh, liquid NyQuil? Cause I would argue to you, there is not a single shot you could order at a bar that's harder than the liquid NyQuil. Yeah, you're down. making a face one way Ooh. or another. I uh when I don't, it's been a long time because to me, regardless of symptoms, I'm going straight for the NyQuil severe or the Dayquil severe capsules, right? I'm not fucking around with this. Like we're getting it up out of there. Um, so yeah, I've been a Dayquil, NyQuil severe capsule guy for the last couple of years. But Robitussin doesn't come in capsules. So you do have to cup that, right? You have to put that in the cup, and that does not taste great. So I have some in the, the medicine cabinet, and it is rough still. After all these years, still disgusting. I My kids always complain about how bad medicine tastes, and mm -hmm. I get it. I'm not saying it tastes good, unless apparently it's the honey lemon cough drops. Those taste mm -hmm. good, I guess. Also not medicine. But I also like I don't need my medicine to taste good. It's medicine. I if the medicine tastes terrible, I can get through that for five seconds or whatever it is. So the medicine can have its effect and help me. I can get through a chalky Tums or a shot of NyQuil. Yeah, if I but it, if it guarantees that tomorrow I'll be OK, because sometimes I hate me take the medicine and I don't feel better when I woke up. It's like, <laughs> what, what am I spending money on? Cure me. Yeah. Well, sometimes like. When I'll take the liquid NyQuil, because I'm usually a capsule guy, like I said, but when I'll take the liquid NyQuil is when I got that cough that just won't go away. And it, when you, it's late at night and you're tired and you can't sleep because you're coughing, those cough drops are a dangerous temptation. Mm -hmm. And I have fallen asleep with a cough drop lodged like kind of between my teeth and my game. cheek. Yeah. And been there. that is, I mean, that's a, that's a dumb way to die. I don't want to do that. I don't want to <laughs> die, you know. Lived a great life, but choked on a cough drop in his bed like a moron. I've been there with the, the cough drops, especially because I'm a late night cough drop guy. Um, You got to make the decision. All right. Am I going to stay out to let these dissolve or am I going to live dangerously because I'm tired? <laughs> <laughs> right. Or like get to the how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop and just crunch them up and then go to sleep? What is your go to food when you're sick? Do you eat spicy food to kind of like drain it all out or, you know, do you have comfort food when you're 
a soup or something. I know I'm sick because I don't want any food at all. Okay. Well, right? that's just maybe as well some, because the cough drops. Maybe some like, broth. You're not going to be able to taste anything. Yeah, maybe some broth, maybe a soup. Uh, but it depends. Does my throat hurt or not? Because some stuff, I don't even want it. I, I'm just going to drink some hot tea or something because I don't even want to scratch up your throat or anything. You know what I always want, Campy, when I'm sick, when I have a cold, <laughs> is ice cream because I always yes. want ice cream anyway. But I'm like, I'm thinking I like ice cream and the ice cream is cold. It'll be soothing and it always makes it worse. <laughs> yes. It always just makes me cough more. I don't think the cold is good. I don't think the cream is good. I think you're supposed to have hot things when you're sick. Generally, and also the fact that how many of us now were also spoiled with our ice cream. It's like, well, I want ice cream, you know, cold, thinking it might soothe it. And it's like, okay, what do you want? Cookies and cream. That's not good because then it's like, oh, look, usually it's awesome when you get the like third of a cookie of an Oreo. Mm -hmm. And then it, but then it like, you know, is going down your throat and it feels like it's like ping pong and hitting each side. So it's like, this is, yeah. this is terrible, but, yeah. but still you want the ice cream. So it's, it's, yeah, I'm more of a soup person or like, give me, give me something warm that feels like it'll like stick to my ribs a little bit. So like I'll mm -hmm. take some mashed potatoes. Yeah. Heat you up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You stay feeling a little bit warm. Maybe some of it, you know, is just there to help push everything down. Or it could be like one time uh, when I was at Northern and somebody switched out one of my medium wings for a blazing wing and I kind of Ooh. had a cold. And then all of a sudden my sinuses were empty because the blazing yeah. wing, I feel like I'm kind of like middle to just slightly above average in terms of being able to tolerate heat. But once you hit that threshold, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be sweating because I'm me and I'm probably going to be sweating anyway. And the sinuses are going. So here's my question. Are you guys pro throw up guys when you're sick? Like you, sometimes, you know, yeah. I will immediately feel better if I throw up, but sometimes you try to fight it. Cause it's like, ah, I don't want I just don't want to do it. <laughs> so no. it's like, you know, am I, am I in the camp of let's get this over with? Yes. Well, or am I in the camp of not today, buddy? Yes. I'm just going to thug it out feeling <laughs> shitty, knowing that if I throw up for 35 seconds, this is all going to be over. This is this is horrible content for people to listen to. I don't know. I, I think people relate to this. They do. You're right. You're right about that. Uh, but not everyone wants to relate to this. I I fight it for the first one. The first one, if I can fight that off somehow, then I will do it. And I've been successful in that before. I've been like, oh man, this wants out, and I'm gonna see if I can just like fight it off and fall asleep. And I've won. Once the first one happens, then I'm like, let's do this. Let's go. All I'm, of it. Let's do it. I'm very pro, Doug. If I get that feeling, I can do it on command at this point in life where I'm like, all right, here we are. And I have like the violent, and that's my favorite. I have the violent throw. Like, it sounds like yeah. I'm being killed in there. I do too. One time my kids thought I was yelling at them from like I was, I was angry from another room. It's like, no, that's just, you know, dad ate some pork that he shouldn't have that had been in the fridge <laughs> a little too three long. day old pork. It was more than three days. That's how I lost my, that's how I lost my voice this year. The only time I've ever lost my voice campy was back in February. And it was not from anything. I don't think like any kind of 
throat or cold related illness. It was from throwing up for a few days. And I am just, I'm violent at everything with like that. Like the way I sneeze is insane. You yeah, the, it's just... like cartoonish. It's like a scream. <laughs> and my family makes fun of me for it all the time. And I have startled people at the store, like at a Starbucks or a Target or something like that. They will jump and turn around. And and I don't defend it. I When I hear it, I'm like, yeah, that's insane. Who sneezes like that? And I sneeze a lot, too. That's another thing people don't like. It's another thing people don't like about me. I sneeze a lot. And most of the time, I'm not sick. Most of the time, it's just I must just have a sensitive nose. I do have that thing where uh, when you go from inside to outside, the sunlight makes me sneeze that uh, only a certain percent of the population has. So I sneeze a lot. And I sneeze emphatically. And those are that's not a quality people enjoy about me, I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, all right, you got three of these bless you before we got to fight. Yeah, I got variety. I At least I got that. I've got like the more, the deeper one where it's like, oh, like that. Like it's like a real loud one. <laughs> and then I got like the high pitched one where it's like. Sounds scared. <laughs> it's like that. Like, you know, more of a scream. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, man. Yeah. Remember, remember when we were kids or at least younger and we were like. Man, Sammy Sosa got hurt sneezing. Come on now. And now we're <laughs> all really, like, you realize it's not I, I, it. I get it. I he, totally he, get no, it. He wasn't 39 when that happened, though. No. And I mean, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure the, you know, tightness in the old <laughs> muscles was aided by certain things, but Listen, you know. Yeah, that sneeze. I felt my oblique tighten up too. I get yeah. it. Because you like yeah. crunch down and it's like, ah. Yeah. Now I got a sore spot in my upper back and neck. Yeah. Sneezing yeah, hard. That's a young man's game. <laughs> let's start this show man this is a this is a crazy show this is such a weird show welcome to sports adjacent i'm jason leisure your host and my co-host russ dorsey hello happy thanksgiving to everybody you'll be getting this on friday morning i hope you had a great thanksgiving by the time you heard this we got our uh, producer rick camp say hello, hello campy campy from the i'm fat podcast he's got his uh banner in the background can, how how often can people find new episodes of that? Can't be sell the Every podcast Monday. a little bit here. Every Monday we have new episodes. Jay and I, you know, we've been at it for a while, so our Thanksgiving previews are a little limited compared to what you might think annually, because people know what we think about Thanksgiving. But you know, we had a real great episode that was released this past Monday. A big thing that I know our guy Tony Gill would appreciate. There is a fat squirrel that is eating the gourds in front of uh, and on the front step of my place. So we decided to name the squirrel and put that out for everybody to be able to vote on and suggest names. So this fat squirrel now has the name Harrison Gord. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. So uh, we're very happy to get that. Russ is like on the cusp of laughing at that. Yeah. Well, here I can. Quite there. I can. Quite funny enough. I'll quickly give you guys the, the finalists and see if I made the right Please. choice. Okay. Diabinuts. <laughs> Did that win? There's better than that. Jason's tickled. By the I th- I thought I liked Harrison Gord because then I can just casually refer to him as Harry. Uh, B for Sutherland. Okay. That was a finalist. Uh, Will Nut Brimley. <laughs> okay. And Harrison right. Gord. 
So I went with Harrison Ford. Okay. Well, I think I gave away what my vote would be. Yeah. That's fine. Russ is out on all these. I know. I was. I was. (laughs) Diabinus is. It's funny, and Harrison Gord seems like the right choice for the winner. Why are the squirrels up here so fat? I've lived other places where the squirrels are not that big, but some of these squirrels are as fat as cats. Mm -hmm. Squirrels in New Orleans look much mangier than the ones up here. They look like their tails are all frayed. They look all coked out, skinny. Like these squirrels up here where it's cold look like they eat well. The crack squirrels. Skinny and running around fast. (laughs) Oh, they absolutely. Do the squirrels up here just not do anything? Like they might eat the same amount, but the squirrels up here just don't exercise? Probably got better food here than in other places. Like better leftover trash and that could be. You know, can't be and them leaving gourds out. So like (laughs) it started as oh, have things look nice for you know, Halloween and whatever, you know, everybody has to like stack the gourds by a door or whatever. Then you just get lazy and leave them out. And it's like, oh, well now you'll have some squirrels running around and you get some entertainment. Campy, Campy texted us a photo of the squirrel. That is a fat squirrel, man. Yes, it is. Let me, Let me look. That thing's enormous. And he has no Fs to give because I had just gotten out of my car and he's just looking at me like, what's up? Just how happy this thing is tearing into a pumpkin, Russ. He might, he might die. That looks like me getting my hands on a pizza. Like, I, I don't think squirrels are supposed to be that big. <laughs> yeah. He's able to get up a tree just fine. For now. For, yeah, yeah. For, for, for that, now. So that looks, little heart gives out. He, he looks like he should be on, like, a tiny motorized scooter. Right. Do they have Jenny Craig for squirrels? I, I hope not. Hey, Harry is going to be just fine, all right? Leave, leave a piece of celery out for that squirrel every now and then, Kimmy. <laughs> I mean, is a, is a gourd, like, very unhealthy? I'm, I don't I'm not think you've been throwing gourd gourds either. out there. It looks like you've been throwing donuts out there to this thing. Right. Let's thank our sponsors here. Uh, we're brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. They've got their Black Friday sale going big time. And what they have allowed to happen here for our listeners is you get the Black Friday sale. So that's good. Everybody gets that, though. But if you go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, you'll get an extra $23 off. We're usually talking about 23%. You can't do that. That's insane off what they're already giving you for Black Friday. But an extra 23 bucks, that's pretty good off a sale price already. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. You'll get, you'll get the Black Friday discounts. You'll get the extra $23 off if you just use our link. And you can load up on awesome Christmas presents for your family, your friends, or it's okay to just like get that for yourself. Get the sheet set for yourself. If you're one of those like real snuggly people when you sleep, get the get the flannel boys, get yourself a duvet, get the heavy throw blanket. There's a lot of good stuff and it's all it all looks good, feels good, like high high quality stuff over at Sheets and Giggles. Check out the pillow. I'm loving the new Sheets and Giggles pillow. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. And get this offer. Your first bet gets paid back in free future betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. So you either win or you get, you know, a chance to play again uh, for however much you bet up to $1,500. Just use our promo code adjacent1000. Uh, A lot of good football to bet on starting uh, Friday, Black Friday games for the first time. I mean, there's some Thursday, obviously, but that has already passed by the time you hear this. But you got Friday, you got the weekend games, you got a lot of good football this weekend, college football. 
I think it's the last weekend of the college football regular season. You can bet on stuff like that. Uh, use BetMGM, download their app, use our promo code adjacent1000 and get that special deal. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc Russ, Carissa Thompson, the sideline reporter, studio host, media personality, all she's been a lot of things in her career, um, is in a mess of her own making in a couple of ways right now. The short version of this, if you hadn't already heard this over the last few days, is that she went on Pardon My Take on Barstool and admitted very casually, very brazenly, that she has made up half sideline reports, halftime reports. You know, they they'll always sometimes you'll see it where they'll actually talk to the coach at halftime on camera, but other times, most of the time, I think they will end up sideline reporters will just talk with the coach off camera and then kind of use those notes that they get from that to give a report uh, on the broadcast. Very brazenly said she made it up. She made a lot of those up. I don't know if she made all of them up or whatever. Very casual about this. And I kind of at first just shrugged. Like, I don't really care that much about those. I didn't think a lot at first which about, like, the journalism problems in that, which is weird because I'm a journalist. That probably normally would be the first thing I'd think of. And there was tons of backlash. Basically, every sideline reporter you have ever heard of came out. Uh, very upset about this. And media persons. Like, it, yeah. it wasn't just silent reporters. It was just people who have journalistic ethics. We're just like, yes, no. tons of people did. And, uh, you know, Dan Levitard said it's this is fireable, and it is. I mean, it definitely is. Although she was back on the air like nothing uh, over the weekend in her normal jobs. She came out with a the statement that Carissa Thompson has made on this was on Instagram saying, I've never made up anything, basically. Is that a good enough summary of it? Campy. Yeah. 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 The, the shortest version of what happened is she went on uh, on a podcast and said, yeah, I would make stuff up if it was like, you know, I couldn't get the coach or it was too late or it wasn't interesting. And then she said on social media, I've never made up anything. And I, I can't reconcile those two comments. You, you, you were honest. And not only it was the arrogance of her saying, oh, I've talked about this before and nothing's ever happened. And I like, haven't gotten fired. Yeah. You felt comfortable enough saying that you thought it was cute and saying, yeah, I've made stuff up before. And that wasn't, you already mentioned that wasn't the first time she was on her podcast with Aaron Andrews and Aaron Andrews right there with like, Oh yeah, I used to do that too. Like it's the Whoops. rewarding, it's the rewarding of bad behavior. Then you get backlash and they have to come out and lie about you lying. 
said, no, nah, I didn't say that. Even though we just, we heard you, like, out of your mouth. Nobody said it. Nobody forced you to say that. It was so unfortunate. It was something that as the day went on and days went on, I got more upset about because it's, one, the rewarding of bad behavior. Two, mm -hmm. it's the fact that she felt empowered to say that knowing that nothing would happen. Three, we all have been in this business. You know the hard work that it takes to do this job. It's a privilege, not a right. And the fact that you work really hard to be in these positions and honesty as a reporter, as a journalist is priority number one. You have to be honest. Our, it is our responsibility to do that. I Like there are kids who are doing this job who want to do this job, who are in college to do this job, and say, well, damn, Carissa Thompson's hella successful, making hella money. She on Amazon. She's hosting a pregame show on Fox now. Used to be a silent reporter. Like, maybe I should just make shit up because clearly that's how you get here, you know? And I think the other side about it, our rep, there's always already a natural distrust for the media. Mm, People, yes. athletes, uh, coaches, executives already think that people who are honest and tell the truth and do the job the right way are making things up to have somebody come out and say, I make things up. It does a disservice to the rest of the industry. And that really yeah. pisses me off. People like you and I differentiate between all the different types of media. We differentiate between people who are reporters for the, the New York times or the wall street journal and people who are, you know, on, blog websites or podcasts or um, everywhere within our industry, there are different levels from different types of media. But most people, including the majority of the sports world, like the athletes and coaches, make no distinction between any of that. And in fact, a lot of times, one of the things that has been frustrating, and I, know, I, I think that you and I have talked about this before, Russ, one of the things that's been frustrating as reporters who follow journalistic ethics uh, about what they report. And in a way of the way I would explain this most to uh, best to non-journalists and people that don't live in this world is I have to operate in a way that you know, everything you read or hear from me is true. You know it. You are not sitting there wondering like, is he making that up? Is that real? And so you report less. Because you only go with the stuff that you know you have and that will 100% be true. And there is no more valuable currency in this business than your credibility. At least I thought, um, you know, you say, Chris, Thompson said this as though nothing would happen. And then pretty much nothing happened, which is crazy to me that Amazon and Fox just put her on uh, like nothing um, right after this happened. but. What what I've been frustrated by uh, with athletes that I cover and stuff like that is they're not making a distinction between reporters, media, and bloggers slash just Twitter people on Twitter just yes. tweeting. Yes. So now now just any tweet that they see that tags them is the media. It's lumped under yeah, it gets put under this umbrella of media, and yeah. that's not accurate. And now you see someone who, beyond being uh, you know, supposedly in the legitimate media, I I think hosting one of these pregame shows is is a reporter. I don't think that's just like 
well, I'm kind of a wacky TV personality. You don't have to take me seriously when I report things. I think Carissa Thompson is definitely defined as reporting. When she does that, that just really undercuts even more the credibility of the media, uh, of the media that's doing it right, because it's somebody that is so well known. You say, oh, even, you know, correct or not, what uh, a player or even just a, an average viewer, fan, reader, consumer of media will say is like, look, even even the best of you, even the person at the top of your business says, ah, I just make stuff up. I don't care. Um, that's problematic. Here's where I think I'd have some problems if I was Amazon or Fox with putting her on the air until I really like went through all this. A, the credibility issue is a big problem. And you you have to, that has to matter to you. But okay, if you're Amazon, you know, you're a place where we buy dog toys online and now you started a TV channel. Maybe you don't care about journalism. Okay. If you're Fox, uh, I don't know that we all look to Fox as this beacon of journalistic integrity in any way, uh, in any of their various outlets. But she is like directly taking a dump on the customers. She's like, I don't care enough about you who pay for Amazon or watch the ads that are on Fox that, that like we take your money. I don't care enough about you to, uh, you know, tell you stuff that's real to act, to respect you enough, not to lie to you on air. When your colleagues like Laura Oakman on the same network comes out. So against what you said, when you have Lisa Salters, uh, and, and Tracy Wolfson and all these very respected sideline reporters come out that, it's so hard to do what we do and also the journalistic integrity that you have and should have when you do this job to, for that to be completely ignored. It's just like you almost don't deserve to be in these positions when you do something like that. And to your point about only reporting the things that are accurate. And I think this is something for me in the national role where people are going to report things. Hey, this deal here, this deal there, this trade here, this signing there. For me, if I don't have something, there's no shame in not having it, right? Obviously, everybody wants to have everything. Business a lot more shame work. in being wrong. My, uh, I, I tweeted the day that it happened that a friend of mine who had been in this business for a long time once told me that if, if you don't know, say you don't know, the ability to do that projects strength and not weakness, right? I, I think the last thing that I would ever want to do is look at, say, passing, Rosenthal, whoever, tweets out a deal, a trade, a signing. And for me to, to throw everything I've worked for out of the business, throw all my integrity and ethics and say, yeah, uh, so-and-so signing this deal, sources tell, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, it's not true. It's not honest. And to your point, I my name means a lot to me. The reputation yeah. I've built in a very short amount of time, all things considered, means everything to me. And I never want to create a distrust from the people that follow my work, the people that I cover, and my employers who expect me to be honest about reporting. I never want to put that in jeopardy. And I would never want to, to I, I don't know how you can call yourself a reporter and do that. I've done different jobs where you're live on the radio, live on TV. I've never been a sideline reporter. I've had friends that have done it, so I know a little bit about that world. 
But I am I have been put on the spot at times on the on the radio or on TV, asked a question mm-hmm. that I wasn't expecting and that I don't have something on. And that's not a time to make something up. No. That's a time to if you have anything at all on it, then say it. And if you don't, then you know, you need to move on to something else. Uh that being said, I've never been a sideline reporter, but I've seen a million sideline reports and halftime reports. I am positive that there's a way to do that. If let's say the coach blew you off completely. There's a way to do a sideline report without at, coming out of halftime without talking to the coach. Tell people that and information. It's, it's, it's hey. probably what she was doing, basically, is what I'm about to say is give some analysis of what's not working and leave it at that. But she's taking that and saying, yeah, uh, you know, John Fox told me that or whoever told me that coming out of halftime. Um, I think you can I think you can give the report even if the coach was short with you or blew you off. Uh, You mentioned the reaction from within the media and from women. The people that you mentioned were all women in sports media. And I have known men and women in this field, in every aspect of this field, that are serious and not serious. I've known both. Mm -hmm. I have known a lot of women reporters who do an incredible job who their integrity matters to them just as much as I do. And they are not treated and viewed the same as I am. Absolutely. Uh, By the people they cover, by the audience, consumers, readers, whatever they are. Um, The emails and tweets that women reporters get are absurd. Yeah. And this doesn't help. No. That's not fair, but... This makes a hard situation harder for particularly women that are out there trying to do trying to go upstream, man, because this is not an easy field for anyone but white men to thrive in. That is the that is that we almost have a monopoly on this. And like and it should be more accessible. There should be way more diversity in newsrooms and in uh, on sports beats. You know, you go into different beats in depending on the part of the country like i've been a part of beats that were very diverse but i've been parts of beats that were not diverse in terms of race or gender so it is a very hard field for minorities and women to break into and when one of the most prominent um women in sports media does this like she's making things more difficult for so many of her peers and so many people who aspired so many women who aspire to get jobs like that. Talking to a lot of women since it's happened, that's been what they voiced, right? Like there are so many people who try to discredit them being even in the business and one of their own would do that. It it hurts women across the board. And like you said, it's super unfair because there are, you know, you're, we talk about all the time, so many women that crush in this business, so many who do great work and are great reporters, sideline or beat reporters or women who have been crushing on the national scene. Like we've seen with, you know, Josina Anderson, Diana Rossini, people like that. It's just like it's a shame. Right. Like it really is that somebody felt empowered to say that on a platform like Barstool or not. That's a really big platform. Right. And spread like wildfire as soon as it dropped. And I think long-term her career will never be the same in terms of reputation. She might not lose the platforms, the financial monetary side that comes with that, 
but reputation shot because we only get one shot at that reputation. And once yeah. that's tarnished, rarely, if ever, do you come back from that. It sticks. What Russ, why do you think that they that there was no interruption to her airtime over this? That Amazon um, didn't say, hey, maybe we bring in somebody else Thursday night and Fox said, well, maybe we give her the week off while we at least like look into this. If it if it would or, or we have her on in, in either of these shows, we have her on and she addresses it off the top. Because I, I think if there was some controversy in life involving you or involving me, and then we had this, we're like, well, this is the place for me to address this. I, I can't just I, I can't just like do it. If I had just admitted three days ago that I have been lying about some of the stuff I've been writing for the last 20 years, yeah. and then I come up here and we're going to talk about like farting and cough drops, like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I think you uh... – from a business aspect, Amazon, it came out the day of Thursday Night Football. So I've, I've seen situations like this where they're like, all right, you know, the, the way the day moved, you probably couldn't find a replacement fast enough. Um, all right. The other side with Fox, maybe you feel like, all right, she's not a sideline reporter anymore. Right. She hosts now. So it doesn't affect that part of her job. And I think, honestly, businesses are sometimes like, let's just hope that. We move on. Let I I I I would be shocked if one of those places didn't have her come out and make the, even though it was a horrible apology, apology. Like you need it wasn't to say an something. Apology. About it. it was no, like a but denial. that's yeah. It was a denial. Was of thing like, we all heard her say. She was, she was like, "Did you hear this thing that this uh, that this lady uh, who is me said about me?" That's <laughs> not, not true. true at all. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's wild. Um, but on. yeah, I, I think they were. I guess. Maybe this hoping is an that unfounded and baseless accusation made against me. We're right. all looking for the person who did this, and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> like one thing too that Jason you mentioned before is that sometimes, especially with how media companies have changed in terms of who runs them, they probably don't know that this is as big of a deal as it is right. as if it for was sure. whatever the company was that was running this paper or publication or whatever it ends up being years previous to where they're just like, Hey, if we just bank on the news cycle being as quick as it always is, and we just don't really address it. Most people, because they're, they're not like us where we've been in it and realize how much integrity matters within this. They're just banking on something else happening because something's going to happen and it just gets swept under the rug. And then another thing I thought of with this is you guys brought up players and how, they view this well then now when some of these players are joining some form of the media whether it's doing their own podcasts or however they have their own platforms now some of them are engaging in not the best reporting where they hear one source as opposed as opposed to having two sources at least on maybe a proposed deal or something that's going on in a locker room clubhouse whatever to where they're just throwing stuff out there and seeing what sticks. So it's like, it all starts to roll downhill now in, in this weird like media landscape we're in. I, I don't listen to pardon my take. Actually, now that I say that I listened to the, an episode of it for the first time over the weekend. Cause there was a comedian on there that I wanted to hear Nate Bargatze. So I listened to like his segment on there, but otherwise I've not heard. I mean, have heard, have not listened to this. I'm aware of it. Obviously it's a huge successful podcast, but not one of the one of the ones in my rotation. I don't know if you guys listen to it or not, but are they just that good that they like make it 
So you forget that you're on there and you're just blurting crazy things out. And if not, then why do you think she said this? Why do you think she just, I mean, you could talk about a million things on there. They weren't probably like, hey, you want to come on the show and talk about uh, whether you made stuff up or not. I think it's part of that, but I think it's also, and what maybe offends my sensibilities the most is that she doesn't clearly think that it was that big of a deal. Right. Like, and like you guys mentioned, just, you could do it two ways. Hey, what, like what she said of, Hey, if a team goes zero of seven on third down, they're going to want to improve that. You could just say, wasn't able to catch Matt Eberflus, but the bears going all of seven on third down is something they'll likely want to improve. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not able to get the head coach, get some assistant. And even if you don't quote the assistant, ask the assistant, Hey, what are a couple things you can say? I spoke to someone on the bears staff and do it like that. So that way you have something behind what you're saying. Like I understand it's a quick thing and they don't like doing it, but it's also in the midst of a game, it's it's the crux of what you're doing. So, you know, some at some point they get paid what they do to think on their feet when necessary. Rick, I think that the apology might have been even like crazier and more yeah. disrespectful yeah. than the original admission. Give me give me the one sentence from the original interview that she did on Pardon My Take, where it's just like the the one sentence direct quote. I want you to quote her exactly, where it's the admission of making stuff up. It is. I would make up the reports sometimes because Bingo. Eight... that's good. That, yep. That's it. Now, night, now everybody. read me, now read me the one sentence of the apology that I would need. That is like, if you're going to only pick one sentence of the apology that says what she's trying to say, it would be. I have never lied about anything or been unethical during my time as a sports broadcaster. So, I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> At least say I was kidding. I was embellishing. I didn't mean that. I, I don't even understand what that apology is. That apology, I, what does that say? Does that say you think we're idiots? Does that say you don't my, care what we think? To quote my dad and my granddad, don't pee in my face and tell me it's raining. We literally heard you say it. Russ, she's not even trying to tell you it's raining. She's just saying, I didn't pee in your face. Right. Gaslighting me. She gaslit the whole country that heard her say it. Nah, y'all didn't hear that shit. <laughs> what? We have the video. We got you in 4K. <laughs> I know what that means. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. everything's fine is like the approach she's taking. This is like a yes. very, that <laughs> like, no, didn't happen. Who said that? I said that about me. It didn't happen. Everything's fine. Russ, imagine everything's fine with the bears. Let me just preface this with that. Everything's fine. Uh, but imagine a football game in which you hold the ball more than 40 minutes out of the 60 minutes and you force four turnovers. Can't lose. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't. Almost nobody can lose in that situation. The Bears became the first team in NFL history to lose in regulation under those terms. Possession more than 40 minutes out of 60, four plus takeaways defensively, and lose. That has never happened in regulation before the Bears did it against the Lions. It's happened a couple other times. Teams have ended up losing in overtime. 
but no one has gone and lost the way the Bears did Sunday. And I just feel like I've said that before. Listen, man, I I don't expect anything from them ever. Fields I really like plays well from injury, put up almost 300 yards against the top 10 defense. Cool. They got turnovers. Cool. But you have a receiver that stopped running his route on a beautiful deep ball that would have finished the game. You have a defense that had played well most of that game, give up 15 points in like two minutes. It, and now you have a head coach that is six and 22 in his career as head coach of the Bears, worst win percentage in the franchise's history, and has never won a game against the NFC North. Seems kind of important. Or against a team that had a winning record at the time or in back-to-back games. Still longest winning streak for the Bears under him is still one. By the way, you know you're you're blowing up. Like you're becoming famous because of Matt Eberfus. Like people, people Locals, every day say, famous. no, nationally, you, you, that Matt Eberflus became a national story because you asked him very elementary questions that he couldn't answer. He tied himself in the knots about, oh, and people's the, like, yo, who uh, Carolina is that game about awful versus, yeah, okay. And I say, that's my friend <laughs> <laughs> and co-host of the Sports Nation podcast. Thank you. I believe in a couple of things. And one is whatever team you cover, whether it is baseball, basketball, field hockey, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you hold them to the standard of competing for a championship or very clearly on their way to that teams rebuild. That happens. Your rebuild has to be clearly headed toward contending. Otherwise, I don't know why anybody plays sports at all. If that isn't the goal, if you're just going to go in every season and be like, ah, well, you know. What are we going to do? Throw our hands at you. Look at the Chiefs. Look at the Eagles. Or for, you know, uh, almost my entire life, look at the Packers. What are we going to do? That that can't be the way you operate. It's got to be contending or clearly on your way to contending. But I also believe in that it's my job to get answers and that in doing that, I want to be very direct when I'm asking questions. There's no sneaky question with me. There's no soft playing something like, well, you know, I don't know. It seems like the fans are saying uh, that and like, no, 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 no. I'm saying I, I'll say it. You know, I don't need to put this on somebody else. Like I'm not here to be buddy, buddy and make sure that all the questions are like acceptable. I need to get the answers and I want to be totally straightforward. There's no question that you're going to get from me. And you're going to be surprised when you read it in the paper, you're quoting it. You're like, oh, he used it like that. Like, no, no, you will know exactly what this is about. By the question, you know and I think I that's you what I, I think it's an honest and fair way to deal with people. Yes, and if things are going well, you're not. There's not going to be any of this. There's not going to be any like, uh, boy, he's really coming at me. I'm going to have a lot of questions about why it's going so well. I'm going to want the answers on that. I'm going to want to know what are you doing? What did you figure out that's just working so well like this? Um, it's been a while since I've had to ask anybody that. But when things are going bad, you got to get the answer. And when you get told a lie or contradictory statements like out of your mouth is he's out, but on paper that you email out to us, it says doubtful. Like we, we need one or the other. We need an answer. I, I'm not going to be like, well, okay. That's what the guy said. He's the coach. I'm the guy. So I got to go along with that.
Russ, let's do the news. The uh, the Jets are really done with Zach Wilson this time. They swear. I know you had the whole thing last year where Robert Sala was like, this is not the nail in his coffin. Don't you dare write off Zach Wilson. This time they're definitely writing off Zach Wilson. Uh, Robert Sala has made him the third string quarterback. Dropped him all the way from one down to three for their game Friday against Miami. Um, the NFL was so hyped for that game originally, the Black Friday game. It was going to be Aaron Rodgers, national broadcast. Didn't there's a lot of there's been a lot of those Jets games where like this would have been fun and interesting, maybe. Uh so their quarterback depth chart for Friday will be, and I could never remember this guy was on the Bears, and I could never remember if his name was Tim Boyle or Tom Boyle. So I just went or with Tim, Tim Tom Tim Tom Boyle. It could have been Doyle, yeah. I it was Boyle. It was Boyle. Tim Tom Boyle is going to be their starting quarterback, and Trevor Simeon is going to be the backup, and then Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle is like the most interesting quarterback for a reason, for in one way. And I want to know if you think this has been a greater heist than Mike Glennon. Tim Boyle was a disaster in college at UConn. 48% completions. This is going to sound made up. One touchdown pass, 13 interceptions in his college career. He's been in the NFL since 2018, Russ. He's been in the NFL six seasons. That alone, shocking. In six seasons, he's played 18 games, three touchdown passes, nine interceptions, a 50.9 passer rating, and he has made $7.6 million playing football. Now, I know Mike Glennon made like 50 or 70 or something, whatever it was. Mostly thanks to the Bears. Most of it from Ryan Pace. But... Mike Glennon had some seasons where he was okay. He was never good, but Mike Glennon at least had some NFL seasons where he was okay in Tampa. Tim Boyle's never had that, and he's made $7.5 million. The Bears played Tim Boyle. Do I have his name right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Bears played Tim Tom Boyle in a game last year that they, that they needed to lose for the draft, and he was the man for the job. He threw eight passes. Two of them got picked off. Two for eight, 33 yards. With an interception, his passer rating that day was 4.7. Like, you couldn't even buy a value meal for that. And he's made $7.5 million. So I know Mike Glennon made a lot more. But Mike Glennon, say what you want, Mike Glennon had some seasons that were okay. Brothers robbing people out here. Where does that put him on the Chase Daniel Hall of Famer at the bank scale? Yo, but here's here's the difference. Chase Daniel was the man in college. I'll give That's Chase right. Daniel like he was, he was yeah. like Heisman candidate type of mm-hmm. player in Mizzou. They got to the NFL and he's a backup, right? Career backup. Fine. This dude, Tim Doyle, was dog shit in college. Yo, one touchdown and 13 interceptions. How, do you even, how does that even happen? In college and making it to the NFL in and of itself, miracle. He's got to be like a great guy to where he's like, has yeah, to be. Yeah, but he's great in the room. He's a great prep guy, but then like once the bullets are like flying, he brings donuts and he decorates the quarterback room Christmas tree well. Yeah, or? like he he's really good at making the index cards for Aaron Rodgers early in his career. You know, in, in his career, just you know, great at that stuff. He was able to go get anything Aaron Rodgers wanted from God knows where to be able to help him out in his prep. <laughs> I tell people all the time, it behooves you to be a good person because you can get things like this. And they say, like, the reason he's getting the job and not Trevor Simeon, who has much more starter experience in the NFL, is because he was in Green Bay with Nathaniel Hackett and knows the offense. But that's it. It is like. I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of that. Like, what if I knew the offense? 
Right? It doesn't mean I'm going to be good. No. Go, go get somebody that's good and teach them the offense. That, Look at Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs just walks into any place in the – I mean, Josh Dobbs could walk into the Chicago Bulls tomorrow and he'd know their offense. Like, Hey, I'm an astronaut, but I'm really smart. Hey, right. you're hired. Yeah. Josh Dobbs <laughs> just walks in. He's like, uh, "What? you guys doing surgery in here? All right, I'll scrub in. Like, whatever. And probably do it well. What are you doing over there? Corporate taxes? Here, hand me a calculator. Russ, in the entire world, all of human history, the entire planet, what one person do you most associate with marijuana? Snoop Dogg. You're correct, uh, but not anymore. Snoop announced on Instagram that after, quote, much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. And then he adds, please respect my privacy at this time. <laughs> like it's a resignation letter. Are you going to continue the story or finish the story? I was giving you some space if you had something to say about it. I, I just, he could oh, have just done it. He didn't have to tell us. He could right. have just stopped. Or, or would we have figured it out? Would we have? No, he, no, he, so he, he, I don't know if you got the update to the story. Oh, maybe not. No, please update me. Okay. Yeah. So most people are kind of like, this can't be real with the way he phrased it and everything. Today at uh, 9 a.m. on the dot a tweet from Snoop that says, I'm done with smoke. I'm going smokeless with Solo Stove, the smokeless fire. Oh, pit. you got to be kidding me. I fell for an ad. You did. Wow. I, I did. A reporter. It they did exactly what it wanted to do. It, wow. I feel very dumb. Carissa Leisure over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not lying. I'm just not very smart. <laughs> I'm messing I'm not just not a very smart person, which I've been upfront about all along. There's a reason I'm covering football practice every day and not doing corporate law. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. I've been had. I've been. Uh, You've been hoodwinked. I've been bamboozled. Bamboozled. Led astray. Run them up. Yeah, yeah. We didn't live on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Wow, man. Hmm. Well, oh, I've been had. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, we're leaving this in. I want people to know. I'm no, no, no. It. It's fine. I think it's better content this way. Yeah. I'll just, uh, I'll just post on Instagram like I never said that. <laughs> nah, I didn't do that. Finally, Russ and Campy, this might be a tough one for you since you're so attached to Harrison Gord, the squirrel, because this would be his peer group. But the the San Diego Humane Society had more critters than it could possibly handle, so it went looking for help. And this category of critters they refer to as pocket pets meaning like rabbits and guinea pig type things. So not cats and dogs, but, you know, smaller rodent type animals. Uh, so they called the Southern Arizona office of the Humane Society to see, can you help us? We got too many of these things. We can't place them for adoption. Uh, can you take some of them in the Arizona, the Southern Arizona office said yes. And uh, this is kind of like an everything's fine type story as well, where it turns out everything's not so fine. The San Diego chapter sent 323 small animals to the Arizona chapter to place for adoption. Problem solved. Not really. The Arizona chapter was supposed to transfer them to a man who specialized in adoption placement for this, but instead sent them to his brother, who just so happens to run a reptile farm. And you can guess what happened to these little animals next. Quite the uh, quite the little oopsie do by the 
humane society of southern Arizona. Uh, the animals were frozen and then fed to the reptiles. And this came to light when the San Diego chapter called to check on how the adoptions were going. And suddenly things got a little dodgy. And the uh, Southern Arizona chapter sent back at that point 60 of the animals back to San Diego. Like, oh, here, take these. Um, were, they, were they frozen? No, no, no. They were alive still. Oh, okay. But uh, as soon as someone called and started asking questions about what happened to all those guinea pigs and rabbits, it was hard to find answers. And this is now leading to potential court action. And the CEO and COO of the Southern Arizona Humane Society have, well, one was fired and one resigned, I'm sure, under force. Oops, sorry. Sent them to the wrong brother. They could have also said it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just start doing it. Start I, mean, I heard it works. I heard it works. Yeah, we You're crazy. That didn't happen. I didn't do that. That's the news. Oh, man. Well... We hope everybody out there had a great Thanksgiving, great Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, got some much-needed food and relaxation with your friends, family, wherever you may be. Now, Sports Adjacent, as always, brought to you by our good friends over at Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash essay to get $23 off your next order using promo code SPORTS. That is promo code SPORTS. Get the pillow. Brand new. Jason loves it. His neck has never been in better shape. Yo, and also get the flannel boy, <laughs> the sheet set uh, at sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA, promo code sports. Also, we're brought to you by BetMGM. Get up to $1,500 back in free betting credit if you not win your first bet uh, up to $1,500 by using promo code adjacent1000. That is adjacent1000, BetMGM, the king of sports books. Jason, anything before we let the folks go? Yes, question for both of you guys. Uh, I'll start with Campy because he's our food expert. With regard to Thanksgiving, I understand there's the traditional meal, turkey or ham, sometimes both. Uh, I think I think in my in my family, I think they do both at my uncle's house. Nice. Um, would you object, though, to not making the traditional Thanksgiving food and just having like an awesome feast? If I was like, Campy, come on over. We're going to have ribs and shrimp cocktail and steaks and fried chicken and, you know, okra and Brussels sprouts or whatever everybody likes. We just have an awesome feast, but none of the, we're not doing cranberry sauce and turkey and all that. We're having tacos. I'd be in because around, yeah, around this time, if you want, if like, if I wanted to get that itch, there's enough places that do like Thanksgiving specials around this time to where I could eat exactly what I want. On Thanksgiving, which the things you listed, there are no bad words there. So that's fantastic. But also if I really wanted that, like there's a, there's a place that I had down the road for me that had a Thanksgiving pizza that was delicious where it was the perfect marriage of pizza and Thanksgiving ingredients, which you wouldn't think would work. And I was skeptical of, but it was good. So there are options out there. We talked about a DiGiorno version of that that they're selling, and yeah. we were not into that. No, this is this is much better. 
of like I'm not I'm not talking about like a, a kind of a crazy take on Thanksgiving food. I'm not saying no. we're gonna have tacos, but it's gonna be turkey tacos with no with cranberries. Yes. It's gonna be just good tacos. It's it's good tacos. Yeah. Fair. No, I'm here. For, I'm ribs. Here for not that. turkey ribs. It's just ribs. No. Also, if I want if I want that Thanksgiving feel, I'll go somewhere else than on a different day and get. There's plenty of options out there before Thanksgiving to be able to get that. Yeah, I'm with the just the tradition. Let's just feast on foods that are good, right? Because like to me, they I think they they've tried to force us turkey down our throats since we were kids. And honestly, turkey is the worst of the Thanksgiving foods anyway. If we're gonna mm-hmm. keep it a buck, so I'm much in favor of the other things that are the stars of the show anyway. I think I'm with you. Yeah, let's have ribs and pizza or something like. Yeah, that sounds like a great time. <laughs> sounds like a great time. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.